Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 179, and I am your hostess, Emily Rainbow Davis, here with another blogcast podcast episode. So this one is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's what I wrote this instead of a Facebook post, really. Um, and it comes out of a real need and I discovered in posting it on Facebook, uh, how many of my friends feel similarly and unfortunately how most of them don't happen to live in the same place. So there's like a lot of us who feel this hunger for community and we, uh, are not in the same space to actually create that community. And you know what? Virtual communities are really nice, but they are not the same thing. They're just not the same. Uh, So there is no answer, although I will say, even before you listen to this, that this uh, plea, this, um, eh, what do you call this? This, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Crass self-promotion? I don't know. This thing uh, actually worked. It worked. Um, So I'll tell you about that um, after I read it to you. But just know that this actually worked. Okay. Here it is. It's called Put Me in Your Show. Dear fellow NYC theater makers, please put me in a show. You may know me more as a writer or a director, but I'm also a performer. I can act, sing, puppeteer, play guitar and ukulele or whatever you need. I would carry a spear like nobody's business. I could also be a movement coach or dramaturg. Just, you know, ask me. I know that's not how these things usually work. I'm usually on your side of the desk, but I'm not wanting to get back on stage because I'm trying to be a professional actor again. I don't want to get headshots taken. The last time I got acting headshots done, they were in black and white, and mine was literally just my head. I was also 21. I'm not trying to get an agent or be seen by Mr. Guffman. I know Guffman isn't coming, and I know what the market for 40-something women who specialize in classical theater is like. I literally just want to do a show because I am longing for community, and doing shows is literally the only way I know how to get it. The bummer of New York City theater is that we're all taking this stuff so seriously. We can never just do a show. And I think I need to just do a show. I need to be in a room with a group of people all trying to create something. I need to go somewhere regularly where people would notice if I didn't show up. Uh, This was Johan Hari's definition of home, which I heard on the Your Undivided Attention podcast. Home is the place where they'll miss you when you're not there. The reason I want to do your show and not my own is that, as you may have noticed, the community that forms during a show does not tend to form around the leader. The leader holds the space for the rest of the community, but often isn't a full part of it. 
At least that's how it goes when I make something. When I'm in charge, I'm both inside and outside the group. I just want to be inside for a minute, and I don't want to be in charge. I'm writing this so you'll think of me when you're looking for someone to hold a spear or make plunking sounds on a ukulele while the actors cavort. I'm a pretty good performer, but I don't need to play Hamlet right now. Bring me in to be your messenger. I just want to be invited to the cast party. There is literally nothing like the instant community that theater can create, and I am thirsty for it at the moment. I have tried book clubs and cultural societies. I learned how to crochet so I could go to knitting meetups. But what I really need is theater. Not because I need the applause, though if you read my post, you know I love applause, but because I need the community. We don't do a great job of creating a citywide theater community here in NYC. Literally the only time I felt a part of it was during the devoted and disgruntled NYC, an event organized by an English company. But almost all theater folk are great at creating quick communities within shows, so put me in one if you've got a slot. And while you're at it, I bet you could find a bunch of others like me. They are practice professionals that don't comb backstage looking for their next big break because they've got lives and responsibilities like jobs and kids and such. But they'd probably just like to do a show every once in a while without too much hassle. You probably aren't thinking of them when you're casting your thing because you haven't seen them in a while. They've been writing their novel or taking care of their kids or grading papers or recording their audiobook, not submitting their stuff through Actors Access. Ask them. You might get lucky. And heck, I'm not really into starting a whole new thing or anything. But if you're a theater person and you feel like me, drop me a line and let me know. Comment or message me. I feel like I could be a keeper of a list of people who just want to do a show or at the very least get together for some pretend cast parties. Oh my God, I would totally do this. We could all pretend we just opened some show we didn't do and celebrate as if we had. I'm seeing name tags given out at the door so you get given your role and then you can play it being the ASM all night long. Jeez, there I go again. Compulsively making up things I'd have to lead. Save me from myself. Put me in your show. So just today, the day that I'm recording this, which will not be the day it comes out, but still, uh, the day I am recording this, uh, I got an email from a friend asking me to be in her show. <laughs> she read this, and so then she emailed me, and she was like, were you serious about wanting to be in a show? And I was like, yes, I am. And so uh, I'm doing a show in January. Look at that. Ask and you shall receive, my friends. I wish that were always true because I ask a lot and I rarely receive. But in this case, hooray, I'm doing a show in January. It'll be fun. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the, the positive outcome of blogging is uh, your friend realizes that they should put you in a show. <laughs> um, yeah, and also we've had some really fun chats about you know, what it's like to be a compulsive leader where you just can't help yourself <laughs> and then you feel lonely. 
Um, and if I can ever get a group of particular women in a room, we would have a really awesome cast party. Uh, unfortunately, we live scattered around to the four corners of the earth, but you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. I, w- I, I mean, please, if you know something besides theater that can do this job, please tell me because, you know, I'm very happy to, that theater is a community building activity and um, it is always, always and always my first love, but it also breaks my heart constantly. So it's tricky to have it um, also be the only place I get community. So I would love to find some other, some other outlet. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if this is, uh, it doesn't seem like it's just a New York problem. I thought, I wondered if it was just a New York problem, but I think it's the more I talk about it, the more it seems like it's kind of a, uh, certainly a national problem, maybe even an international problem, but there is a way where, I don't know, that a lot of our social net is, uh, it's gotten a little holy as it were. Not holy as in religious, but full of holes. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on rebuilding mine. Certainly, you know, in my case, a lot of the people that I started with here in New York have moved away. So that's that's a problem. Um, but, you know, also I think just, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's technology that we have the illusion of being with one another online. And it's really so not the same. Uh, but but then we just like forget to make plans or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm doing a show in January. Hooray! Um, it's not going to be like you know a million people because it's like a two person show. <laughs> but still, that's the director. That's two actors, a stage manager. That's four people already. And then there's probably designers, and then there'll be an audience. And I think there's other shows because it's like a series of one acts. So this is theater community time, and I am just happy about it I just it feels like I'm gonna take a bath do you know what I mean like I'm just gonna like go and be like ah theater community thank you (laughs) and they're gonna be like what is up with that crazy woman and I'm just gonna be like I've been away too long I'm like kissing the ground on the stage I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen anyway I'm looking forward to it (laughs) I miss you theater yeah so um yeah still put me in a show because this show is only going to be like a month and a half so um i'm i'm free after february something so you know still available i'll be in your show too if you have a show to put on i will literally carry a spear although maybe after i do this one i'll be like i'm good for the year i don't know i doubt it though anyway yeah so um Thank you for listening. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, tell someone about it, uh, share it on the social medias, uh, give us five stars and Apple podcasts, write a nice review. Uh, Those things help people find the podcast. And I'm at the moment averaging like 17 listeners, which is about half of what it used to be. So I, I must have said something offensive a couple episodes ago. I don't know. Or maybe everybody just got really busy. That's probably what happened. Anyway, 
so yeah, tell someone if you like it. Um, if you would like to support the podcast uh, financially, that would be amazing. And the absolute best way to do that is through Patreon. That is the most most supportive way. Uh, Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Or if you'd just like to make some one-time donation kind of things, we got PayPal, we got Kofi. All of those links are in the show notes. Um, and thank you for any of that, but also just listening. So thank you for being one of the 12, one of the 17, one of the 30 on those popular episodes. Oh my goodness, there's an episode that I hadn't looked at my SoundCloud in a long time because that's where I used to host the podcast. And it's been at least a year since I've been over there. Anyway... One of the episodes over there has two, no, 300 listens, downloads, whatever they call them, over on SoundCloud. 300. The most popular one I have in Anchor is like 75, and that's the Keith Richards one. <laughs> but the, this, it's the SpongeBob SquarePants one uh, has 300 listens over on SoundCloud. I don't know what happened over there and who got into... Art, entertainment, and SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, but it, it is popular on SoundCloud. Who knew? Um, so check that out if you if you haven't listened to that one. Join the three hundred people. Anyway, uh, for a song today, I am giving you a song that I created in a kind of uh, experimental mood. I was messing around with GarageBand. I think I'd just gotten GarageBand, maybe. No, I'd had it for a little while, but I think I just decided that I needed to learn how to use it, mostly because I I was accidentally sound designing my show. I didn't mean to be sound designing the show. It's just that we were devising it and I needed the sound like immediately. So we didn't really have time to bring in a sound designer or money to hire someone and I just needed something right away. So I needed to like know how to use GarageBand. So I... I you know, I was using it for sound effects and also these voiceovers for this show. But then I also was like, oh, what can, what are some of the, what, can, what, what do these things do? And I ended up creating a bunch of songs that were sort of garage band based. Um, you may, I, th I think I put a bunch of them on in the early, early blogcasts and the early episodes of the podcast. Um, so if you want to hear more of them, they're probably there. Uh, I can point you towards them if you are a particular fan. Um, but yeah, this is one of those. And I realized I'd never actually put it here on the podcast. Um, so uh, yeah, I chose this one because A, it's never been here before. And B, it, it was sort of created out of a theatrical impulse of like, how do I uh, utilize this new tool? Um, it wasn't written for any particular show, but it was kind of in that zone of experimenting and trying new things and and that kind of crazy theater impulse that I think a lot of us have of like I don't know how to do this but I will figure it out <laughs> I mean I, I I feel like if you wanted to get something done that like nobody knows how to do just ask a theater person because they'll try and figure it out even if they have no idea how to do it <laughs> you might end up with something that's kind of jerry-rigged together you'd be like um I was hoping for a silk gown and you've given me a newspaper and duct tape situation you're like well I yeah you know we had 10 minutes and this is what we had so you'll get something it might not be quite what you were looking for so this song created with that spirit of exploration and experimentation 
for a while there, I had a, I think it was MySpace. I had a MySpace page that I called Emily's Experiments, which was me just messing around with GarageBand and singing over it and stuff. Um, hilariously, Emily's Experiments looks like Emily Sexperiments, <laughs> which, uh, you know, that's fine if it got people to click on stuff, but it didn't, so it didn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> that MySpace page is probably, I think MySpace just is gone now, right? I haven't looked to see if it's still there, but I don't think it is. Anyway, this was part of that Emily's Experiments period, and it is called Trying. Uh-huh. 